Kurt with finesse because he's in. Forward Tom Chambers from the Phoenix Sun. With authority, the game of Ratchority has established his superiority as a big man, an NBA center. Smooth as silk with moves that would send the opposing player jumping off his feet. Make the basket and the play complete. Yeah, cause he's an all-star. It's so garbage. Score machine, cause he's the dream supreme on the team, armed and four ready. Scoring points, blocking shots like a machete, cause he's an all-star. From the Houston Rockets, Akeem Olajuwon. From the East, here's Barkley, strong and cocky, power forward, aiming for a slam. So watch your man, don't dare jump, cause he'll break your hand, cause he's an all-star. Charles Barkley of the Philadelphia... Now listen! That's called motherfucking bars, nigga! Fucking you know nothing about that! <laughs> Oh man, that shit is trash. <laughs> that was so bad. Oh man, but appreciate you guys for enduring that first uh minute. If I have to endure it, and Trail had to endure it, y'all got to endure it. And let's just say 1989 rap was trash. And if y'all want to sit there and lie to me that it was dope, I'm gonna use that as proof that it was trash. Thank you. But you listen to Threes from the Ring, and of course it's your boy Chris J. And all I'm gonna say is Night King and Foe. And I mean they play yeah. with them, G. Night King and Foe. Bro, man, we ain't even gonna go. We ain't even gonna go by NBA terms uh, this final four terms. Night King about to put the goddamn net in his hat while he's speaking on the podium while he just watched these niggas in the goddamn NCAA championship just. Mm. Right, this nigga exactly. He about to have his WrestleMania moment. Exactly. Like Night King mm-hmm. saw them like this. See, I don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. A few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours of the day. I digress. He saw that and was like, yeah, G, I'm about to watch these mugs. Pull up on the scene. With this, pull up on the scene, G. But, of course, I got my boy, Trail Sav, on here. What's poppin', man? It's Trail Sav. Uh, first of his name. Uh, well, that's what I said. Uh, bring up the chicken wing. Um, creator of the legs behind the ear. Also... We know the uh, the first man, aka the Goku stands. We out here doing our thing. All right. So um, this been I'm gonna say this like first round has been pretty exciting, but at the same time a little dull at its moments. So I'm just mm-hmm. going, we're going to pretty much kind of get through this about as in depth on certain series as possible. So let's talk about the series I don't really give a damn about. And let's start off with the god dang uh, Spurs versus Nuggets, which is currently 2-2. Um, is that my computer? Sorry, my, no, that's my TV that talks to me when I turn the value down. Oh, I'm about to say, gee, what the heck was that? But, but yeah, so the series that nobody really cares about, Spurs versus uh, Nuggets, it's 2-2. I told y'all I wasn't going to watch much of that series, and I really haven't. I always catch myself watching the fourth quarter, and mainly because it's close, and I might as well just watch and see how entertaining it may potentially be. I'm not ever really entertained, but all I'm gonna say is that this series is gonna go seven. Hopefully, the Spurs ended in six, please. That's all I ask for. End this series in six, because I really, really don't want to see this go any further. It's torture, and I need Pop just to end these guys immediately, please. 
Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, no, man. They're tweaking. That's all. That's, <laughs> that's really boring, bro. I, I barely pay attention to this. Now, I don't think, bro. Like, yeah. I watch, what, some of the games, like, it's nothing that pops out to you that you want to see. Shout out to Derek White. I ain't going to go without saying shout out to him. But everything else, like, it's nothing that I typically am happy to see, you know, to keep it buck. It's, it's boring. It's, uh, it's not the Nuggets' fault. It's not the Spurs' fault. It's just boring brand of basketball. And it'd be like that sometimes. So that's just a series. Yeah, it's a series I don't watch. You can't even really slander it. <laughs> you can't even really slander the series. Everybody that <laughs> knew that the Nuggets was frauds. So. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. the highlight of the series is pretty much Derek White just having a coming out party. But if you know the Spurs, there's going to be some random guy willing to step up and be like, dang. That dude kind of decent. So, yeah. And, and also, I'm Definitely. just glad people realized the Nuggets wasn't all that. It's a lot of y'all that was trying to make me a believer. I told you guys they were going to eventually fall off. And this is the fall off right here. It's the fall off. So, and even <laughs> they find a way to advance. <laughs> they but anybody they go against, even if they do advance, it's over with. Like, Spurs have a very slow offense. Tell about a god darn score half the time. So if you you going to get somebody like OKC or somebody like Portland, they gonna run you off the court, Joe. Mm-hmm. Like the only person who's gonna really have a problem is is probably uh. Hold on, um, I gotta redo this. Uh, the only person who's gonna have a problem is probably um. Uh, like Portland with handling Jotic, but that's it. I really don't see any other like thing that the the Nuggets could do to to like press Portland. And Stephen Adams is gonna have a he's gonna be able to defend Jotic. So it's that's not like the only thing. Other than that, Gary Harris is Gary Harris. I don't respect that much for him. He has done nothing um, this entire series, by the way. Jamal Murray is more inconsistent than Russell Westbrook. So, like, there's there's nothing really that that scares me from this series. So, uh, some people don't like it. It's not for me. Um, and just, let's just stop talking about the Nuggets and the Spurs. I can't yeah, let's move about on. Uh, next series <laughs> that I want to talk about is the Raptors versus the Magic. So, no, okay. if you guys know, last week, uh, the Magic won game one. And then Toronto preceded, and they won tonight. So, they up 3-1. This series is pretty much Ooh. over at this point. Like, Orlando ate uh, pre- the Raptors pretty much ate the Rap- uh, the Magic best shot uh, a couple nights ago in game three. And with that being said, I feel like this series is over with. Kawhi is getting his groove. He pretty much won the Raptors this game single-handedly. Like, he dropped 34 with uh, six, six rebounds, two two assists, two steals, two blocks. And then shut Jonathan Isaac down. Like, yeah. Like, he beat the daylight Which out of him. shouldn't be the hard thing, but, hey. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't. But uh, Aaron Gordon had 25. He was the only shining moment. Of that uh, of that team and Evan Fournier having nineteen, but it was a very poor performance. And shout out to DJ Augustine falling back down to earth too. 
Like that was expected. Like Muggs got a little too horny about that DJ Augustine performance. I was like, look, okay, we get it, but he's not going to do anything else for the remainder of this series, and he has not. So definitely not. But yeah, so this series will be over with. Um, what Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday. So has to be. Yeah. And then the next series that I really don't give a damn about is the Boston versus Indiana. Only so, reason God darn about it is because you got the prediction wrong. I was very wrong. The only, <laughs> the only, no niggas slept them Indiana niggas, bro. God damn yeah. them. God damn them. God damn them. God fucking damn them to hell. That's how I felt about the Pacers, G. Like, I thought, I absolutely thought they would give me, give them a series, and all they did was literally blow fourth quarter leads consistently. It was like the moment, like every game, I always end up finding myself, like, I, I pay, pay attention off and on to the game, and then it'll be a close game, and then next thing I know, Kyrie comes in with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it's a whole entire different team. <laughs> Kyrie, I'm gonna yeah. say it again. Like Kyrie, I, we was wrong, with Kyrie, in the beginning of the season. We was definitely wrong. Yeah, we owe Kyrie apology. We was wrong about that. I hot takes and says Jason Tatum's team, but Kyrie literally took the reins and literally, like this team is gonna go as far as Kyrie takes them. But I would say in Game Four, Jason, I mean Gordon Hayward coming out to uh, hoop was helpful towards the end yeah. because like but all I'm going to say is the Pacers this offseason do whatever you can to lure to lure Kimball Walker to your team I like I understand like you're a small market but you're a basketball big market in its own way because Indiana's very pro basketball as a whole it's the literally the state where Larry Bird is from so like, it's a good chance that they could find a way to get Kimba. Like, Kimba and Oladipo next year will be very, very good for that team. So, find a way. If not, find a way to trade for a, a good scoring guard or another score. Because Tyreek Evans should never, ever be your primary score. Some boy. That boy Tyreek Evans is showing why niggas, showing niggas call him mid. Put it like that. Exactly. But shout out to the uh, guy who tweeted that he uh, Tyreek Evans is part of the Rudy Gay lineage. So it just means that Tyreek yeah. Evans is being uh, signed to the Spurs away to being a, a, the player that we thought he should have been. Literally. So, but I really have not much to say. Boston did what they had to do. Um, every, every other game, it was somebody else that had a good game along with Kyrie. So game one was Marcus Morris, which... I need teams to stop letting Marcus Morris get buckets, G. I'm sorry. Please, stop. It's foolish. Then game two was, I think Jason Tatum finally had a good game. And then game three was Jalen Brown. And then this was Gordon Hayward. So, so shout out to somebody stepping up each other game to help Kyrie because he can't do it by himself. But next year, I mean next series, they get smacked by Greek freaking the game. So, we'll go right into the Bucks, um, Bucks and the Pistons series. Blake Griffin came back in game three, and I'm going to say is I watched the first half, and Blake Griffin makes a hell of a difference on that Pistons team, but it yeah. also shows why they need to really try to – I feel like they need to do a better job building that team around him. No way. 
Like definitely. Yeah, like if I'm doing Casey, because they they're gonna get swept. Like I think they play tomorrow. Hold on, let me see. Yep, they play tomorrow, so they about to get swept tomorrow either way. But if I'm doing Casey in that front office, I look at the Bucks as a model and be like, okay, Blake Griffin can do almost exactly everything Greek Freak can do with a better jump shot, a more consistent jump shot. So I will try to look at that as a model. Like put a freaking uh stretch five type big. You might like I wouldn't be mad after Trey Drummond this offseason. Like you have Blake Griffin you're stuck with Blake Griffin for another three years. So at this point you might as well try to build a team that's competitive enough around them. So, cause like they're good enough to make the playoffs. It's just you also gotta factor in Blake Griffin's health, but put somebody around him. That's that's the thing. Put something around him where he don't have to worry about freaking breaking down his body just to get you guys somewhere. But uh, the Bucks doing what they got to do. Whoop, beat the daylights out of them. Greek Freak don't even really need to dominate most of these games. like, And which is helpful going to Boston because Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, and the gang is coming in a lot more confident, which is helpful in itself. Anything you want to add? You there? Trail, you there? I think that nigga got shot around. All right, I I be we'll be right back. I don't know where day trail went, so hold on, hold on. All right, we're back. Um, technical difficulties. Uh, but what was the last thing you heard me say? If you remember, I think you was about to play a part on a soundboard. Nah, I wasn't playing nothing on the soundboard. We ain't playing none on the soundboard. So, like, I literally heard you say, it made me feel like, and that's oh, it. No, I didn't play nothing. But uh, pretty much what I was saying, uh, the Bucks pretty much at this point just done, uh, about to sweep these dudes pretty much. Uh, yeah. But feel free to add anything. I kind of want them to sweep. At first, I didn't because, you know. I like Blake Griffin and I like Andre Drummond, even though Andre Drummond is getting more and more suspect by the days. But I, I enjoy, you know, them. And I kind of want to show some grit. I kind of want the Pistons to be a competitive team. But they did a lot of trash drafting. It's either they draft picks with trash or they just decided to not develop things. Like, st- Yo, nobody developed Stanley Johnson's game, Joe. He, I don't know what he does. Like, I remember, like, when they played, was it Cleveland a few years ago? Like, they put LeBron on, so I'm thinking, wow, okay, he's their primary defender, I guess. And that didn't mean nothing, really. So. Yeah, I, I don't understand either. That's just, that, that, that. Stupid. It's real stupid to me. Yeah. Uh, you got people like Luke Kennard. You got people like Luke Kennard has like, been bad though. I'm just and I'm saying like you know what's they roles? What's they what's they supposed they, to be doing? Like you you just got Blake Griffin and and Drummond and Reggie Jackson. Don't forget Reggie Jackson. Yeah. He's very important. Well, <laughs> Reggie Jackson's not a point. I think they got like Langston Galloway and stuff like that too. No, that's oh uh, Wayne Ellington. It's easy to get them mixed up. Uh-huh. I think Wayne Ellington's on there. Wayne Ellington had a decent game. I think he just cooled the hell off. 
Where, where Langston Galloway at? Let's check, because I don't think he's on that team. <laughs> like, I don't remember the last time mm-hmm. I heard of heard what team he was on. Langston Galloway. I remember Matt Langston Aaron Hughes pops up first. Um, he's on New Orleans. No, he's on the Pistons. No, he's on the Pistons. I take it back. Okay. See? Uh, I remember hearing that nigga. <laughs> but yeah, like, like, if I'm them, they have to make some moves this offseason to figure out, like, I feel like they just need to use the Bucks formula for Blake Griffin. I like the Bucks formula with Greek Freak, how they built, like, changed the offense and all of that. Like, yeah. I would be mad if they're looking to trade Drummond for, uh, like, a more of a shooting type big if possible like but who like all of them are taken like all all the good ones are like taken taken agreed it's literally like like freaking nobody that they can you could try to you know put some stuff together to get ad but still you know <laughs> and I'm, I'm the one i'm like nigga, why are we getting the black on my sheet while we could just keep ad and get something else <laughs> Man, so, you call uh, drumming the black omar sheik but my thing is, um, my thing is, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't want to see them get swept, but it is what it is. They got swept. Can't do nothing about it. Yep. Can't do a dang thing about it. Yeah. And I feel like they should just sit Blake tomorrow as well. Just like, just sit yeah, him out. I, I like, understand, like, you know, I guess the league will get mad at that if they sit Blake. Because you want, you want, you want, you want to all stop playing in the, in the playoffs. And I know he, you can lie and say he's done with his injuries, but you want to all stop playing in the playoffs. So I understand why um, they're probably not going to sit Blake. You restrict his minutes, though. You have him out there for like 20. Because they're going to beat uh, the Greek freaking, they're going to be up by like 40 by the time he gets to the half. Yeah, because each uh, game ended in a blowout. Each game yeah. ends in, ended in a blowout with them. So it's like absolutely no reason. Like That's why I just feel like it's no reason to play them. Like, it was good to see them play on game three, but it was like eventually it was like, okay, like that adrenaline of you being back is going to fade. And yeah. that man has probably one of the thickest knee pad sleeves I've ever seen in my life. So saying knee soreness is his problem is deeper than what it really is. That's why I feel like just sit mm-hmm. him out because the the worst thing that can happen is he blows his knee out for nothing. Like mm-hmm. nothing comes out of it in my book. So, but let's move on. Uh, so who else did we miss? Did we talk about? Oh, we get to see. Oh, well, let's talk. Well, the last series, I don't really give a damn about. Uh, the Rockets and the Jazz. I feel like I was wrong on this too. Like, yeah, I was wrong on this too. Uh, uh you did say you thought the, the Jazz was gonna get them. Yeah, the dogs, Jazz but... should have. Like, all I'm gonna say is that uh, France Andre Beadrins and got dang uh, Mormon Dewan Wagner let me down. Like, let let me down. Like, I thought they were going to do something. Rudy Gobert cried for not being an all-star, so I thought he was going to play hard. But Clint Capella been bodying that man. P.J. Tucker bodied that man. And then don't get me started on Donovan Mitchell. That li- Shout out to Hoops and Brews. They made me reflect on the fact that literally that man is probably the most inefficient scorer in the game right oh, now. 
It's between in terms of like overrated scores. It's honestly between him and Devin Booker, bro. Mm. Honestly, dude. I w- I'll say it's Donovan Mitchell. At least, at least with Devin Booker, it's like he's he have efficient moments. Donovan Mitchell, that nigga will go seven for twenty. Nah, definitely. He got that gene of uh, what the? He got that gene of uh, that 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 um. Hold on, I just uh, I'm sorry. I'm playing Skyrim and a saber tooth tiger just came out of nowhere and scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I paused the game. But um, he got that gene of like uh, that. I'm just gonna keep shooting the ball, and that goes to show like it's either the coach don't have trust in anybody on that team. So they, they give Devin Booker a green light, and it freaking shows. And I'm not saying he's a bad offensive player. It's just that he don't he don't need that. He don't need that light. He don't need that green light all the time like that, though. You mean Donovan Mitchell, but right? What would you say? You mean Donovan Mitchell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm still fighting the Tigers with Tiger. So it, I'm, I'm right here wondering why the thing is giving me straight work. But, um... Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. He, he, I've been saying this, especially when the this is before we had the podcast when we were doing the rookie of the year stuff, and um, and we was talking about like how uh, well me and you would talk about how um, Ben Simmons is just he won and it shouldn't even really be a debate. And if you was going to debate it, you kind of debate Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum at that time was extremely efficient. And what he did, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, that never was a thing. It's just people didn't was shocked to see that he was doing. What he was doing. And then when he body Westbrook in them, I give him that. He did body Westbrook in the playoffs. Uh, and I think that's another downfall of the people. Like people thought he was going. That was going to be like the same series. Like they was going to give them some go. Nobody thought they was going to be able to beat. Um, uh. What's the team called? Nobody thought they were going to be able to beat the uh, the Rockets, but they was going to give them a go. They was going to at least win one game, and they had a chance last night. G. They did. They had a chance, and they like, blew it. Like everything was set up for them to win that game, but at Bruh. no point, at no point, did they make an effort to say, "All right, we got to run away with this lead," and. It was mind blowing. James Harden was 0 for 15 before he actually made his first field goal. Like he was getting by off free throws. Like it. Like this is an example. And like and by and by the way, James Harden was barely at the free throw line until like he probably had I think the first three game, first two three games, he was only at the free throw line like ten times combined. Last night was where he said, "Okay, I got to cheese my way to the free throw line." And Man, I was just that last talking about he, he they don't look at the, the commission shots and stuff. Like they look, he wouldn't he wouldn't be going to the line that much if he don't if he don't pay attention to his exactly. he knows what he's doing. I think anybody with a competitive mindset know, okay, I'm missing these shots. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like no. So that that lot didn't even could have just said the simple thing and C P three didn't have to come in and help him out. Just gonna set the simple thing like, bro, I was breaking. It wasn't my night on the shooting tip. Exactly. Like Clay Thompson had those nights. He had those nights throughout the whole goddamn spoiler alert until today. But he he gets you going, and you it's those type of games are not excusable, but they're understandable. So mm-hmm. I understand if he was, you know, 
God darn, missing those shots and things of that nature. But to go out and say, oh, we don't, oh, for real, I was over 15? Nigga, you knew, you didn't see that, you took like five shots, you didn't see that whole going, you knew you was being garbage at the moment, yo. So I don't, I don't really want to hear that. I, like, I know that I was outside the subject, but I don't really want to hear that. That, 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 that kind of ticked me off, and I low-key went to sleep off that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Donovan Mitchell trashed, and Utah Jazz trashed. I, I, it was honestly disgusting to see, watch that game go. It's like, what am I watching? And, like, the least Donovan Mitchell can do was be efficient. It's like, that was the least he could do, G. You, you, this was your time to shine. Yep. You right. call Harden on an off night, which probably never happened again, Josh. Yeah, it might not happen until next round, honestly, when he sees Golden State. Mm. But, mm. like, they, that was the best shot that the Jazz had. The best shot on your home court, and y'all failed. Y'all failed. Like, Donovan Mitchell literally missed, like, gee, it was a whole defensive miscommunication on that last possession that the Jazz had, and Donovan Mitchell hesitated on an open shot, gee. Like, no, like I don't know what the heck, uh, P, I think it was P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella was doing, but they literally tweaked, and Donovan Mitchell literally missed an open three. An open three at the corner. It wasn't baseline, but it was an open three, gee, and you missed. Like, bro, what are you doing, G? Like, it was sad, G. And then this brings me to talk about goddamn, uh, talk about the defense that the Jazz has been using on Harden this whole series. I kind of blame Scottie Pippen. Like, if you recall on, on the jump, Scottie Pippen said, yo, this is how I would defend Harden. I'll let him make him go right or to his left, and then I'm going to stay uh-huh. behind him and then try to get him from behind. James Harden and Muggs started using it. I think the only team to actually do it properly was the uh, Bucks, but they used Greek Freak as a man in the middle to uh, follow the like shadow wherever Harden goes, uh, based on where uh, the primary defender Harden goes. So it works that way. The Jazz literally put Ricky Rubio weak ass on Harden and said, "It's literally said, all right, bro, do this, but literally." Not guard him. That's what it looks like. Like it's like you're cornering the you're like you're cornering him to go one direction. No, this is what I'm gonna say. These are professional basketball players in 2019. Yes, I would say fundamentally a lot of these guys aren't as polished as most guys come into league in the 80s and 90s are early 2000s. But in terms of like stuff like handles and stuff like that. Mugs are extremely fundamentally sound. You're encouraged to dribble with both hands before. by the time you make it to college. At least. Because for one, you're dribbling nonstop. That's a basic skill. But especially if you're a guard like Harden, you're definitely going to be able to go to your left or right with ease. Mm-hmm. So, so forcing him to go away that I think he actually prefers, because that's, that's what it's showing me. He prefers to go to his left. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then he gets an easy shot, easy ba- or easy way to easy uh, lane to pass because there's nobody in front of him. So that's they've been doing that all series. And where's Jay Crowder? Like I'm not the biggest Jay Crowder fan, but all I'm gonna say is this: 
he should be I'm sorry, he should be the primary defender. He should be on the court at all times. If Harden's on the court, Crowder should uh, shadow that man. Nah, stop. Yeah. Like, I'm putting this soon to be a sweep more on coaching than I am yeah. on the Jazz effort yeah. or anything. And the like, effort is trash, too, though. Like, yeah, the effort's trash. But you're literally... It's, but, like, that's no adjustments coming out of the coaching aspect. And then it's not well, helping that literally your star players are literally playing, like, absolute cheeks. I know it's not a gaming podcast, but to lighten the mood about how garbage that Jazz team is, I'm walking down this little path, and I put a mod that has, like, random animals and stuff with random encounters and new beasts and whatnot. Two werebears is about to stump my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I look down the block and I see two bears walking on two on two foot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to die. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Take your ass up. <laughs> 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 oh, about to die. I'll take a screenshot of putting the kick chat. Gotcha. But uh <clears throat> But yeah, man, uh, that team is stuff. It's just gone. It's like it was a waste. It was a waste of a playoff spot. You should have gave us Sacramento. Sacramento would have been lit. Yeah, low key, or even lit. or even the Lakers because they would have been healthy by then at least. But yeah. at this point, like, I feel like amongst all the teams that's getting exposed to frauds, I'm putting the Jazz as high as up there, G. Like, all I hear every year is like, oh, my God, they're so good. They're a good defensive team. But literally, if you're such a good defensive team, you have a better defensive strategy to stop the primary guy to stop on the Rockets, and that's James Harden. Like, you did good by not getting to the free throw line, but then suddenly the game that he literally shoots like absolute trash, y'all couldn't finish the job. Y'all couldn't get a big enough lead. Trash, G. Trash. Like, you're getting out-coached. Outplayed, out efforted, like it, like during the end of that game, I think PJ Tucker got two clutch rebounds on both sides of the ball, offense and defensive. And I'm just like, Rudy Gobert, where are you at? Oh, where and where's the mellow killer Joe Ingles at? Please, somebody know where that man is, cause uh, that guy's beginning to cook too. No man, I was, I was. I was actually like, man, Joe Ingles is a solid player. I take that back all the way. I knew that dude was trash in that one league we had on 2K, and I drafted that man, and he was getting murdered by everybody. I knew he was trash. I knew something wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. uh, Absolutely. Let's uh, let's get away from that. And last thing. From the stuff I watched, the the racism was strong. And you saw that night, Josh. Right, strong. Literally, like I, I feel like that nigga now. I got the rope right here. Literally, bro. <laughs> literally, I've been waiting to use that one, but that's literally was the mood in Utah. to all black players on the court? Especially on the ones on the Jazz after last night. Donovan Mitchell definitely hurt. That nigga now. I got the rope right here. At least a few times walking that tunnel. But hey, it is what it is. Uh, 
So let's talk about the series. Actually, now these series we can really go in depth about Warriors and Clippers. So I would say this is like the least lower spectrum, but at the same time, it's still worth talking about. Um, so I like it. I, I, that's the series I'm enjoying the most. Agreed. Other than OKC and Trailblazers. Agreed. Like that's the series I'm enjoying the most. It just it, it just goes to show how great Doc Rivers coaching is. And it all, well, other than the fact that he continuously putting Patrick Beverly on KD after KD showed you in in, in Game Three that nigga stopped. But um, like it, it shows the uh, the uh, his coaching. It also shows that the Warriors do have holes in the armor, but. And this is a key thing, but they're still the greatest team on the planet. And at any given second, one of them niggas can get hot. So you just got to be on your P's and Q's with them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like that. I like the series more than I like a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I like the series more than I like a lot of them. Agree. Like this has been a very entertaining, fun series. Um, and I'm still in shock that the Clippers. I think what was it, Game Two, where they made that yeah. magical comeback of th- from 31. The irony of 31 and 31 and all of that. But uh, we're not going to be corny here because at this point, it's like it is what it is. But it, like after, I feel like the Warriors needed that. That was like a huge wake up call. That they need it in a way. Also, uh, um, crash the boogie, as well. Oh, oh yeah, we we weren't able to talk about that game. Yo, um, yo, prayers for boogie, bro. That's just that you hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to freaking see it. Yeah, yeah, that was sad, but um, but yeah, like I was watching that game thinking like, oh yeah, this is the like even though boogie went out in the beginning and it sucks to see him lose goal in a hustle play. But the man, regardless, like, I'm glad he put that effort in. Like, it shows that he has that type of, like, mentality about him that people question it because it's always like, yo, how will, how hard is he willing to go for a win, a championship win? And that's, like, championship attitude mm-hmm. without actually being there. And, like, that's his second playoff game, and it's unfortunate that happened, but it could have been worse. Like, you could always come back from a quad injury. Look at Triple H as the prime example, but you also got Kevin Nash's of the world, too. So, but I feel like uh, Boogie's gonna come back. I wouldn't be shocked if he's a warrior again. But um, ah uh, yeah, because his price is gonna go down. Yeah, so like, he, like they can keep him on the low if they like. If he wants to just stay there, he enjoyed it and all of that. And regardless, like that will help them out. Um, but anyway, but that game in itself, like they still watched them, and then to the point I was like, oh, I'm about to go to bed. Gee, I woke up, look at the box, yeah. uh, the little bottom of, of ESPN, and it said uh, Clippers won 135 to 131. I was like, huh? I was like, huh? I woke up to the um, me looking on the app, the NBA app, because I still get the notifications. And all I see is got darn historic comeback in the NBA playoffs or something like that. I'm like, these niggas really blew this league. <laughs> it's like, huh? Really blew the league. Exactly. I'm like, huh? I'm like, well, I'm about to hit Wayne again at work. Uh, he about to give his god darn uh, thesis on why the Warriors acting up. But um, 
Yeah, I was just like, man, what the heck? But, but it's uh, I but said they again, needed it, like they they the best team in the league, and it's by a long shot. But they do have holes in their armor. They get they get lazy, and this is why the Rockets can't upset them. Which it let me it won't happen. But the Rockets can't upset them to um, give them a um uh what you call it uh. The Rockets can't give them a um, uh, what what's that? Can't give them some games. Can't mm-hmm. give them you know. Uh, it could possibly go seven. Some contention. Yeah. I don't want it to go seven though. I honestly want this playoffs to end as quick as possible. But, <laughs> I do, bro. I want the. I'm so excited about this off season, just like last year. So excited about this off season. But yeah, it pops. It, it's a it's a possibility they can go seven. Definitely, that's not out the realm of possibility. But um, I I personally don't want it to go seven. I, I honestly cut you off, but I know homie Pavy continues to say he loves watching um James Harden or whatever. But I I hate James. It's an evil world we live in. Man, I hate Pavy, I love you, G, but please stop doing that, bro. Yeah, oh, he said that. It's Kyrie, then it's James Harden, the second most, it's like the second most excited player to watch. And I totally agree with the Kyrie thing, even though I enjoy watching No Homo Hot Curry more than I watch um, Kyrie. When he, well, I don't know, like, Untucked Kyrie is a different monster when it comes to, like, enjoying, like, I'm enjoying watching this game of basketball. But Curry, when he's like, on fire, bro. It's it's, it's, it's a, a different. Scene, G. It's different. Yeah, G. yeah this is what you call basketball porn. But like James, it's just like when J. Ja- okay, let me say with James playing, like I'm just gonna keep step backing you. I wouldn't say it's exciting, but it's freaking hilarious though. It's like hilarious. He literally just keeps step backing there. But when it's just I, right, I'm about to get to the line. I'm about to get to the line. I'm about to get to the line. That game's really annoying. I want the I want to punch the goddamn defenders, G. Like that's how bad I had. Like that's how bad I did not want to see it. Mm-hmm. What the heck is the weapons? This thing got bronze knuckles. You're dead. You know that, right? But yeah. Um, we was talking about who we was talking about again. Oh, the Rockets being able to contend. Yeah. And uh, because the Warriors showing um, what you call it? They're showing uh, yes. They're, they're vulnerable. This is this is yeah, like the most true. vulnerable they are. And so, that's crazy because you'd think three years with each other, there'd be like uh, the only how you're going to beat us if you separate us type thing. And the funny thing is, the first year was the, was it the six, was the first year the 16 and one year or was that the second one? The year that, no, that was the second one. They second chip together with KD yeah, was the, the 16 and one in the playoffs. KD, yeah, yeah. Wait, was it? Or was it the first, first year with KD? They no, went 16 and one. The only team they lost to was the, uh, was Cleveland. Cleveland. It was Cleveland. Cleveland gave them one game. Uh, that's when freaking um, LeBron and Kyrie tried their best to show that win, and they just proceeded to get was, washed right was, after that. Literally, that that game was literally LeBron, Kyrie, and then the fact that the whole team was wetting threes and they set a record. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what it took for them to beat that team one time. Mm-hmm. But hey. But um, 
I'm gonna give the Clippers props because like they they they're showing a lot of heart. They show a lot of grit. But this is where I fear them getting like they can get another All Star. Like if the Kawhi rumors are true, he'll fit. If the uh, KD rumors are true, okay, yeah, he'll fit. But this is where it can get out of hand. Let's just say you do get Kawhi, you miss out on KD, and like you, you can't like nobody comes with him. Then you say, okay, let's trade. Let me look at their roster. Let's trade Beverly, uh, Shea, Montrez Harrell, and maybe Lou Will for AD. That is, if I'm the Pelicans, will I take that? Hell yeah. Also, I'm taking that pick, by the way. Uh, that Heat pick that everybody thinks is going to be trash next year. But I think the Heat going to find a way to still be good. I have a feeling that's going to happen. But, um, but yeah, if I'm... The Clippers, you want to be extremely careful on who you trade this offseason if you're looking to make a trade for an all-star, superstar player. Because if you lose Shea, if you lose Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly, that's I feel like the, what that's what makes your team good now. That's why y'all are competitive now. Like they don't need they're they're that type of team that don't need two three all-stars one will fit them fine because you still going to have like Shamet is going to be a freaking probably a top three shooter next season in my book Shea uh Alexander going to be really really good he's developing he had a good game by the way he's going to be really good and you do you really want to sacrifice that because you have a point guard now a tall point guard at that and then like do you necessarily want to lose Montrez Harrell who's a very good bench guy who who should who probably gonna start next year pending, and then also on top of that you still got Zubat if you want to resign on, like, like do you want to lose like your core your core pieces that make this team good for uh, Anthony Davis for maybe a Bradley Beal for maybe any like all star level player that may be up for grabs this offseason like if you do that. Think about like what you're losing in terms of what makes your team great, what makes your team interesting. That's just my thing, because like honestly, like if I could turn Gallinari into a Kawhi into a KD, I'd be satisfied. But and while keeping like Beverly, Shamet, Harold, and Alexander around, I'm happy. Plus, Lou would have come yeah. off the bench. That's your second score right there, because. More I feel like Lou. the Pelicans alone with Will. Yeah, if I'm Pelicans, I'll hell yeah, I'll take Lou Will too. Hell yeah, I ass. Like, David Griffin ain't no good. Because you still going to have to find a way to get butts and seats. And I think that's a, a very, like, Lou Will can do that to an extent if he gets the right team around him. Yeah, so if you give him an excited season. But, uh, like, other than that, you know, like, I won't, if I'm, um, if I'm, uh, how do I say this? If I'm, um, if I'm the Clippers, the Clip, no, no. If I'm the Pelicans, I want everybody that makes you great. And give me Zubac. Just the Lakers was trying to make me dodge. Like, give me him. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Other than the fact that I'm the Clippers, uh, I just don't like. 
them getting a star is weird to me. Because they could, they definitely, I do believe they'll get a star, even though I believe it'll be a second tier star. So they might get like a a Jimmy Butler or somebody. Might. Even though I think Jimmy Butler probably just go to the Lakers. And, if you're smart. But they might get like a a Jimmy Butler or somebody, or somebody that can fit the most. Uh, like who wants a team by themselves? You know, so, um, and I'll say maybe KD, I don't see Kawhi leaving, especially if he can get to the finals with this team. I don't see that man leaving. I just I can't. There's no reason to leave because I feel like if he yeah. stays, he's getting that franchise. Yeah, that's just him. You can tell everybody where they want to go and stuff like that. Who I want to see on this team and whatnot. So yeah, I shoot. I'm, if I'm him, I'm. I'm like, all right. I'm gonna see what this is about. Exactly. Because grade, I feel so. like with the Clippers, you're not really getting that. Like, nope. like the Raptors let this man sit out whenever he wanted. Damn near. Like the Clippers, they're gonna be like, nah, nigga, you ain't sit. Like I feel like Jerry West, Doc Rivers, gonna be like, nah, bro, you gonna play? Like you're not yeah. gonna get that elsewhere. Oh, uh, you, you gonna play? Like, I don't care if your uh, your choir bothering you t- today. No, you are gonna play. <laughs> like mm-hmm. so, like if if I'm just me, if I'm Kawhi, I'm like, look, I get a whole country, mm-hmm. pretty much the keys to the franchise easily, and then like you don't have to worry about the L.A. pressure on top of it. Because like, look, Kawhi legacy solidified at this point is just finessing maybe an MVP. A couple, yeah. couple more finals appearances, or at least saying like, "Hey, look, man, I won, I won uh, in both both sides of the uh, both sides of the spectrum as well." But, but yeah, like shout out to the Clippers though. Like they, they, I feel like they're giving the Warriors what they need, opportunity to really just get warmed up, focused, and be like, "All right," because they need it. They need it in the sense of where it's just like, okay, these dudes ain't gonna make us play all four quarters instead of. All right, we're gonna whoop your ass in the third, and then after that, y'all gonna bend down to our wheel and let the bench kick you, kick you guys out of here. So, but yeah, so I really don't have nothing else to say. I think the Warriors is gonna win. When's the next game? Game five is it's tomorrow. It'll be the day after twenty fourth. Damn, that's a long ways away. Dang, three days from now. The heck? Yep. Yeah, I know. I really hate playoff schedules, but um. Yeah, so the 24th, yeah. so everybody yeah. be well-rested on the Warriors, and they're back at home at Oracle, and I'm pretty sure they would love to finish each game at Oracle uh, if yeah. possible. So, so yeah, so I see that happening. Uh, let's finish off the West Western Conference with probably the most entertaining series, and I'm watching the game now, and uh, I don't know how OKC turned this lost this lead, but they did. <laughs> And they got a hold this L, <laughs> but because uh, they're down seventy-five the to sixty. It's what to what seventy-five sixty, but at halftime, OKC had like I think an eight-point wow. lead. No, they didn't. No, I don't think they did. When I was looking, no, no, that was the first quarter. You might be right. You might be. Right. Yeah, so I was they, looking, they had a uh, decent lead going in point. halftime, and then oh, literally okay. that boy flipped on them quick, smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick. <laughs> And I think Dame got 13 in the third quarter alone, so he's hooping them. My God. Time. Yeah. Like, that, I my feel God, like this, that's, this is what's making it, the series entertaining is the Dame versus Russ thing because, yeah. like, 
the Blazers are, are out hooping them each game. And they're about to, it's 79 to 60 as we speak, so they about to get dubbed. But, like, the Dane versus Russ thing has been very entertaining. And I feel like we say this every offseason, I mean, every season, every playoff. But Dame always, except last year, where Drew Holiday sent, literally put that man into a trap house, G. Literally baptized that man into defense, G. Like, I've never seen defense like that on any all-star before. But um, but besides last uh, season in the playoffs, like Dame always makes a case for like he's that he's that guy. He should be like in the top three conversation, and mm-hmm. it's deserving. Like I will like Dame is oftentimes forgotten in the uh, point guard talk between uh, Russ, Kyrie, and Steph. But it's you got to think about the fact that this man consistently has had that team in the playoffs even after uh Lamarcus Aldridge left a few years ago. They stay mm-hmm. top four top four, top five seed in the West. Like consistently. It's just I think they run to the wars every other year except last year. So Yep. Except until they got swept by what you call it. Yeah. And that's the thing, like when you that's just being unlucky. That's that's really just being unlucky, Joe. That's not really like for me, I can't really knock them for the Warriors losses. Definitely can knock them for the the Pelicans sweep. Yeah, that should because that team didn't even have boogie. But I can't happened. really knock them for the Warriors losses. You know, because the Warriors. Yeah, because it shouldn't happen in my book. It shouldn't ever happen. But uh, I'm glad to see Dame just hooping Russ to hell, and like Russ himself has his moments, but it's like. Each time I'm watching this game, Dame consistently is looking like the best player on the court. I feel like it would be a different story if Paul George was healthy, though. It's clear Paul George isn't healthy, G. It's very clear. I think that, what was that? The other night he went freaking 3 for 24 or something like that. Like, some bad. Like, he was super inefficient. Still had 20 somehow, but, like, he was very horrible. And... Like, it's clear Paul George isn't healthy. It's very clear. And it's a shame that OKC's probably going to get another first-round exit. But I feel like, regardless, this team should... They, OKC, as currently constructed, should should beat this Blazers team. But I'm going to put this more down on Russ and the coaching than anything else. Because, it's like, Russ is consistently getting outplayed. Consistently getting outplayed. Mm-hmm. And like even right now, like Russ has thirteen point seven five, like that's a decent Russ game, but both him and Paul George is shooting the dang same percentage in terms of field goal percentage. Like Paul George is five fifteen, Russ is five eighteen. And nobody else has stepped up and y'all at home. And we and like I don't know what it is about Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> I don't know whether he's not getting the ball enough, it's not enough minutes. Honestly, I feel like they should start him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at this point, you just need more offense on the court that can score and just figure it out from there. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like I also help get Russ off the ball because that man's turned over the ball like hell. But it's – I'm going to say this. It's like it's good for the Blazers, good for Dane. And it still regards being an exciting series due to their drama in that aspect. So, yeah, 
I like the series. It's probably my favorite other than the um, the whatchamacallit series. Other than the World Series, yeah, I'm, I'm KD fan. But um, I enjoy it. Uh, I don't know. Russ kind of asked for this because he was he, that nigga was talking stuff when he it came was. today. He I don't was. know why. Is that a rivalry? One is a, a very accomplished play guard. The other one, what'd you say? <laughs> he told that man, "I bust your ass each time we play." Mm-hmm. Guess what? I ain't a thing no more. Mm-hmm. But like, I, like I said, why that's accomplished? I mean, that's a um a rivalry. Guess you know, competitiveness draft. Well, another thing, Paul George should not be having any problems in the series. Because there should be nobody on that court to check him. I don't care about the, the defensive people they got in God darn Portland. You are supposed to be – well, in this in, in this this year, you was a top three MVP. Uh, uh, what's that called? Candidate. Damn, you was three. You was top three. <laughs> you, you were supposed to be defensive player of the year as well, too. Now that more look like it's going to another nigga nobody care about. So you can't – you can't be out here getting bodied by Portland in the first round after getting exposed by the Jazz last round. Like it makes it, it kind of makes the reason why you probably don't want to play with LeBron because you're going to be taxed in the postseason. You don't want nobody to expose you like that because you know you're going to fall when you got Bron. But it's just uh, stupid. Um, he should not be going through what he's going through against this team. Westbrook should have a problem because, you know, you can throw guards at Westbrook. And he's very, very good defender. Just make him shoot the three-point ball. Exactly. So, and Russ literally uh, can lose you game solely off his play itself. Yeah, so. yeah but definitely. It, but, it, like, it's very clear that he's not healthy, healthy. Like, he has moments where he shows flashes. Like just like just the end of quarter, he hit a uh, three that put the game back to eleven, and and literally played some good clutch defense. But it's clear he's not a hundred percent, and not like where the point where I would say mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with him being on the court forty minutes at a time because gee, you're like gee, you got the damn shoulder tape on. Gee, you look like your arm is about to fall off. So, <laughs> so it's just like. I I feel bad that that like they gonna run with the excuse that Paul George is hurt, but I feel like it's not That's going to really save them because he's still playing, he's still comfortable on the court, he's still playing on forty minutes. So if you playing on those minutes, despite how his shoulder is, then you have something that's going to work then, because it's not really hindering him much defensively, and plus it's like Russ has that mentality where he's going to defend Dame at all costs. And, mm-hmm. and CJ McCollum's gonna get his regardless, honestly, too. So yeah. it's like my boy, yeah, like CJ McCollum, most underrated shooting guard in the league, under probably sure. most underrated player. But um, that probably goes to his homie Dame. That too, but yeah. it, it depends. It depends how you look at it too. Like Dame at least got All Star considerations and stuff. So, um, plus Dame got a damn shoe, so he ain't that underrated. But um. But yeah, CJ, was, CJ is what you call by Lin Yang. Mm. But yeah, so like I just like OKC has a kind of valid excuse, but Billy Donovan is getting out coached as well, and mm. 
he's going to probably lose his job this offseason. I'll be shocked if he keeps his job. Because as soon is, as they lose in this first round, bro, it's, we going to see Billy Donovan be fired. Yeah. It's just, right. you just got to, you got to say, you got to get attention off your team to an extent. It's going to be, you fire them, you're going to bring attention, but you got to get that attention off the fact that, you know, these things can't win with Westbrook and Paul George. What the heck? Y'all really exactly. traded, I mean, y'all really like Katie Walk. What the heck? Well, you don't no, want KD was leaving regardless. There was nothing he was going to do about that. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Mm. But it's going to be interesting if they lose this series, if they don't come back or not. But I doubt they do. But it's going to be interesting what OKC does this offseason in terms of coaching because I feel like that's going to be the major change that's going to come. And, like, they can look and hopefully – can we – what is wrong with Andre Robeson? I just need an update or something, please. He probably but, he probably has a bad like he probably had a real bad. Yeah, like whatever happened, like they need to say something because nobody knows what's wrong with that man. Like he's what did he did he tag ACL or his Achilles? I could have sworn it was his Achilles, but if that's the case, I'm like you're not like Boogie. He's like literally 100 pounds lighter than Boogie Cousins, so like and shorter, so it's like. I would assume he would have been back by playoff time at the latest. And even then, like, we don't know. So, um, but, yeah, but I feel like the biggest change is going to come from coaching if they lose uh, these next couple of games, uh, especially the way I think they're about to lose these next couple of games. <laughs> like, you're like he Billy Donovan's time is up, and they need to look into a coach who is capable of Telling Russ, AG, I love you, I respect you, but I need you to follow this system, G. Like I can't let you have looking like freaking again. roll runner out here. You doing the hell you want? Yeah. Now, quick question that has nothing to do with uh, the NBA, real quick. Yo, how do I record videos on my phone? No, that sound weird. But as I go take camera, G, I can't. You know, say video on here. It should. Like, when you go to camera, you just swipe to the left. Wait, yeah, wait. Swipe to the it right one say, time. It say time-lapse, photo, square, panel. Uh, That's weird. I don't know what to say that's about that. probably because I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, that's probably why, yeah. Uh, I got this video I want to put in the kitchen. Never mind, continue. Wait, that's, is that all the teams? Uh, we Last is uh Brooklyn versus Sixers. Oh, dang it. Okay, all right. This series is third. Looking versus the six is the second. And just because I'm a KD fan, that's one. Yeah, that's that's definitely. Brooklyn versus Sixers is a very, very good series. Too bad it's about to be done in five. But it was a very, very good series while that. Yeah, it's been entertaining in a sense solely because just that it has that playoff intensity. Like, every yeah. game has that playoff intensity, even the blowout game two where they literally beat the daylights out of them in that third quarter. And but and then mm-hmm. game three, they still, like, won by a little over 10. But it was like, regardless, it has that playoff intensity, and I love it. Like, I it's, freaking love it's, it. It's giving Joel and Ben Simmons everything they need while they're in playoffs to show them what playoffs really, really is. Mm-hmm. You know, to show them what they're going to go through with a – as they grow as a team and as they actually 
really are contending for a championship, when they are the favorites in the East and stuff like that, this is what they need to go through, adversity like this, from a team who don't care how good your starting lineup is. Mm -hmm. Team doesn't care. A team that's out there fighting for recognition, showing that potential free agent is that, hey, bump the minutes. Brooklyn is where I said. So, very good series, except for the whole Jerry Dudley thinking he's the Ice King. I mean, the Night King, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, but it's a very, very good series. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. Ben Simmons is proving us right and wrong at the same time, which is very, very freaking weird in the sense that this nigga need a jump shot, but he's really, really freaking good. Now, last time I talked to Ben Simmons on this podcast, I ranted. There's no lie about that. There's no lie about that. I, I definitely ranted. it. But Ben Simmons cold. Yeah, Ben Simmons, Simmons, has, last two games? Ben Simmons has literally <laughs> been playing his butt off, G. Especially the uh, – which game was it? Game he two. set out game two. game two. Yeah, weird. No, I, game two is when they, the one – right? or did they it, lose one? No, game – hold on. Because they up 3-1. Yeah, they up 3-1. Hold on. So it had to, so it had to be game three. Yeah, it was game three where MB sat out. And that's that's the game where uh, Tobias Harris finally showed his ass. And yeah. like I feel like that was the biggest game they needed in the series because like when I when the news came out that MB was going to sit, I was like, yeah, his knees like his knees bothering him. Like it's very evident the first two games that MB wasn't healthy and all yeah. of that. And I'm glad they took that risk and like that risk really. Came to work because Ben Simmons hooped his butt off. I thought I didn't know they had Greg Monroe on that team. By the way, like he had a solid yeah. game, nine for thirteen, and all that. Like that's a really solid game. Like uh, put some respect on Greg Monroe. My man, I'm twenty eight years old. I thought that dude was thirty three years old. Like, <laughs> damn, twenty eight. That dude been a journey. That man been on a decent <laughs> amount of teams. Like just. The past two years, I feel like. I feel like he's been on like four or five different teams the past two years. But hey, but shout out to him. Like he 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 came up big when they needed him to come out big. But uh game three was a big moment for him. Then game four in itself. Like that was the game, like I feel like that Brooklyn gave them their best. And then like, cause once again, they're at home. But also mm-hmm. just everything that happened with it, with the Jimmy Butler getting ejected, and and like yep. it's, you're not missing Jared Dudley. Like, like this is this is this. this is how the world can see really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It's ridiculous yes, the man. fact it's, that Jared Dudley is getting man. talked about this much. Jared Dudley is yeah. Park District Park District Paul Pierce G, and <laughs> that in itself is disrespectful. Because, gee, we're talking about a park district level ass player, gee. Like my cousin said, he's 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 in the league because he can make an open jump shot. Gee, I could be in the league if I can make an open jump shot. It's just the fact that I don't know why he's in the league, gee. Like why? And the fact that he's doing whatever he's doing to get this attention is annoying as hell, gee. Annoying as hell. And I'm glad that Jimmy Butler uh, humbled that man and said, "Bro, don't touch my my big homie, gee." And literally. Literally, the man is a head ass G. I hope that man gets literally removed. But uh, look, I don't think you can handle the fact that he's a threat. What? What? 
I don't think you can handle the fact that he's a threat. I don't think you can handle it, bro. I don't think you can handle Nigga. Man, I don't think you can handle the... Out of here, man. <laughs> I don't think you can handle the fact that Jared Dudley out here playing. He put niggas on game. He let niggas know. And he just don't no look what? like Tony Parker mixed with Tim Duncan. And he's what shaped you... like a bus driver. This nigga knows. No, gee. I'm this nigga's safe. This nigga's safe. Like, all right. If you was in a situation where God said, look, I'm going to restart your life. You're going to be a billion. But you have to be picked between two body shapes. Jerry Dudley and Raymond Felton. Who you picking? I'm watching Raymond Felton now. That's And that's another reason why Billy Donovan needs to get fired, by the way. <laughs> Raymond Felton's getting playoff minutes, G. But, um, damn. I'm almost, damn. Raymond Felton at least has a hairline, G. Yeah, I'm going to go Raymond Felton. He, has, he at least has a hairline, G. I, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Raymond Felton, huh? Okay. He has a hairline, okay. G. And, he, like, he's 6'2", so I'm still going to be tall regardless. So, I take, yeah. And plus, I have a hairline, so cool. Jared Dolly, like, 6'4", or something like that, right? The nigga wears a, a headband that has no hairline up, bro. And huh. he just looks swag. Like, he's like that swaggerless looking sloppy big. He's like... Like you can tell, he walks like, like he like he walks like the trom- trombone is up uh, following him. Like at least Raymond Felton, like, like Raymond Felton just looks like okay, look, he'll look decent in a swagger outfit. Jared Dudley looks like he dresses like Tim Duncan, and that's well, the only outfits he need to wear to look presentable. Question. No man, let's don't go too far on Jerry Dudley talk. We don't need that. Yeah. Still need name this that. episode Jerry Dudley put niggas on game. I'm just I'm naming episode trigger. <laughs> <laughs> he put niggas on game, bro. Yeah, he let us out. No, no, but but uh, shout, but Brooklyn's definitely impressing me though. So, uh, oh man, Brooklyn's yeah. awesome. But yeah, so if you like, if you if you're a free agent, like he. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're watching both the Clippers and the Nets, and you're like, hmm. I'm picking going east and uh, play with the uh, Nets. Like, it's they mm-hmm. like, gee, I'm sorry. Like, they mm-hmm. just look like the more fun team to play with. And then you're still in New York. It's Brooklyn. Jay Z may actually start coming to games again. So hey, you gotta take those W's where you can take them. Um, but yeah, so I think that's every t- series we talked about. Most of these gonna be over. By we'll, we should be in the second round by next week's episode, hopefully. Yeah. So again, to the second round at least. Exactly. Like the only series that may still be going on by next week is the Spurs and the Nuggets. But hopefully, Bane comes and just takes one of these teams away. So that'd be wonderful. But uh, before we go to wrestling, I want to uh talk about the Drew Holiday rumors. <laughs> oh man, that dude getting play play, bro. Like he's getting play from. A lot of things. It's not just uh, 
it's not just the Bulls that I'm pretty sure you're going to bring it up. He's going to play for, like, a lot of teams. I yeah, do like Phoenix is in the running. Um, what was another yep. team? Can't think of the other team. I, I know Phoenix. It was another team and also um, the Bulls. So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like in a way, like, this is – like in a way, I'm glad the Pelicans got David Griffin to be the uh, basketball operations guy or GM. I don't know which role it was, but either way, he's pretty much running the Anthony Davis trade. By the way, he say he's trying, he's going to try to keep Anthony Davis. Good luck with that, my guy. But um, but I feel like if I'm the Lakers, this is going to make your life easier because you can easily get another team involved with the trade. Whether you're the Lakers, the Clippers, Knicks, whatever, you should look at this and be like, hmm. Teams are interested in Drew Holiday. Let me put them on the phone with us. Be like, hey, all right. We don't want to get rid of all of our young niggas. We really don't. But you guys have X, Y, and Z. I'm pretty sure you want to get rid of. Like, if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to get, like, at this point, depending on the health of Brandon Ingram, it's going to be tough to trade him. Yeah. So now that puts, unfortunately, it hurts my heart. Lonzo back into the running. It puts Kuzma heavy into the running. And Josh Hart is back into the running as well. And then, unfortunately, lost Zubak. This is where it sucks that you traded Zubak here. But it also helps that the Lakers are going to have this top 10 pick more than likely. The higher, the better for them. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. hoping the higher because I feel like it helps Lonzo, save Lonzo for getting traded. But I feel like as the Lakers, you look at it as like, okay, look. If we can involve, let's just say the Phoenix Suns, be like y'all want Drew Holiday, okay? Y'all y'all can give, um, give up. I say, see, who's on that team? I'm trying to think. Josh Jackson. I'd be like, okay, y'all can take Josh Jackson. Y'all can take. I wouldn't give them that first round pick. That's dead. But I'll probably give them like a pick next year. And probably some rant, prop like Dragon Bender or something like that. Yeah, because they got they still got a couple of young bigs on their team. Dragon Bender, Josh Jackson, a pick next year, and for like no wait 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 Bender still on that team? I think he is. no. Is Alex Lynn still on that team? Alex Lynn is on the Hawks. Okay, they changed that nigga tonight. Okay, I was yeah. like, "What the heck is Alex Lynn still a thing?" I don't know him being on that team. Hey, he's on the Hawks. You want to talk about people who drafted horribly, though? They up there. Suns like up that dude. Yeah, like it's unfortunate. Oh wait, they also got T.J. Warren too. Like he's very tradable. So, um, yeah, like I'd be like, okay, we'll offer you, but. But okay, but if I'm the Bulls, um, I'm, I'm before I'm going all do holiday. I'm seeing what pick I got, dude. Because there's a Agreed. chance you can. Is there a chance I can get top three? Yeah, the Bulls are in the run for top three. Like I feel like the Bulls should only try to get. Like I feel like the Bulls are trying to open up fail safes because they want. They're interested. There's, there's rumors they're still interested in Lonzo, and Drew Holiday came out as well. So with that being said, but if they get top three, you want them guards. Why you just won't get? Uh, is this name? I'm about to call this nigga Draw Bomber. <laughs> But uh, what's John his name? Uh, nigga John from Morant. that jumps really right out. Yeah, John. Morant. Just get John Morant. Yeah, they like, I feel like that's like if they, if it's not top two, top three, the Bulls is going to try. Like John Morant should be their target, regardless. Like the only teams like if 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 you're the Suns and you get the number one pick, you get John Morant. If you're the Bulls, you get the number one pick, you get John Morant. 
I don't care. That's that's who you get. Nobody else. I don't care. You get John Morant because you don't need Zion. You already got Zach Levine who dunks. You already have Otto Porter who kind of does exactly. He's a more polished version of Zion right now, just without the athleticism. And you got Laurie at power forward and Wendell Carter at center. You already had like living. So that's a different story mm-hmm. in itself. But but like if you're the Suns and you miss out on John Morant, would I consider just saying, you know what? F this pick and flip it for Drew Holiday? Yes. If I'm the Bulls and I miss out on John Morant, do I say F this pick and do it for Drew Holiday? Yeah. Drew Holiday is a very good player. He had career high. He if he was in the East, he'd be all star this year. Yeah, he will be all star this year. Like he, like people recognize him as an elite level defender, and on top of it, like he had a really good season before they sat him out uh, in all of that. Like stepping up in the number one, uh, number one uh, option, scoring option when AD was on his minutes restriction from hell. But like, if I'm the Pelicans, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to ship both off at the same time. Like, get another team on the phone. Like, it's teams out there that would love to have Drew Holiday on their team. And on top of that, if you're a team like the Lakers, maybe even the Clippers or uh, the Knicks, you want to try to get another team involved so that way you give up less. Like, it will be helpful. Like, like off the top of my head, if I'm the Lakers, I'm like, okay, let me call the Suns, let me call the Bulls and see what I can get help them out with. Let me see, like, that way I don't got to give up less. Because in a perfect world, if you're the Lakers – you would try to like that, like sending that pick to me. The Lakers is like, if they can't get AD, you can that pick can still be a really good player. Like the top, the lottery in this draft is really solid. You can still do something with that pick. So whether you want to keep him or can go towards getting freaking Bradley Bill or somebody like that. So if I'm the Lakers, like if if the Pelicans is going hell no with my okay. This top ten pick, freaking uh, Kuzma, with Josh Hart, and Ooh. we insert another team that can give another quality young player, uh, quality young player. Like if I'm the Suns, it'll be like Josh Jackson and T.J. Warren or somebody like that, or both, and they give up a pick next year or something for just so they can get Drew Holiday. If I'm the Pelicans, I'm like cool cool i'm satisfied with that or if you insert the bulls they still get you holiday they may ship off i wouldn't be surprised if Otto porter gets traded <laughs> i wouldn't and then they put chris dunn in a deal and uh that young guy uh, they drafted last year who's kind of decent i forgot his name uh yeah put him in a deal and then a pick next year or something like that or this year's pick depending on where it goes so like if i'm the pelicans i'm like okay i could get rid of two pieces rebuild get some excitement on my team and be happy so mm-hmm. oh yeah like it's gonna be interesting like it it's very clear i feel like it makes sense to trade you holiday like don't pull that we need a veteran mentorship on this team because nah, look, it's a, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a white guy Exactly. I agree. Yeah, you're in the West. Try to get some young pieces and figure it out. So, um, but let's move on to wrestling. 
So uh, let's talk about AEW first. Um, yeah. You really wanted to discuss them. Well, I forgot the reason why again. What's oh, yeah. about the TV so, contract? Uh, yeah. Basically, they paying for their TV time. Which sucks in general. It's and an it's, evil it's world we live in. T- yeah, so it's basically what TNA went through when they uh, when they was renewing their contract stuff. They have to pay to be on TV, and event- I, I honestly think the cons didn't know what they what they was getting themselves into because it's gonna be like just because it's something new, it's gonna be good, like okay Raiders for the first week or the first couple weeks or maybe even. So just be prepared for our ADW is it won't be as high as WWE. And that's another thing. People are gonna have to I know they, they stands are gonna somehow say like, yo, uh it's okay we get thirty thousand viewers. Real small, you know, it only helps to build and stuff like that. Then say it it's good for them but bad for WWE and all that stuff. But um paying for T V time while you also paying your talents, quote unquote, millions, because you know the, the cons got deeper pockets than this one, man. It's not good. You're gonna start losing money. You better pray that you don't. You, you you're not on like a um because uh, you gotta. You probably gonna TV for an hour, so that's gonna suck in general. Um, you paying for all this talent, and then say for instance, like it's gonna be hard to pick up. WWE talent guys or people that was on type talent guys because they're gonna ask for more money. The Luke Harper's of the world, the the them I don't know about D Ambrose. D Ambrose like he retired from wrestling. But the D Ambrose of the the all those guys, they're gonna need money. So I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a sight to see. Uh still gonna laugh my butt off when this thing eventually fails. Not the type of guy to, um, to you know, want to see things fail unless your name is Dale Demps. But I'm still gonna, <laughs> it's still gonna be funny to see, like you know, what comes from AEW a year from now. Because apparently, Goldust and Cody Rhodes are main eventers, double or nothing. So like, huh? It's stupid. It's, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be sight to see. They fanboys are gonna rave because, like, I was on Twitter and some dude was like, "Oh, I never, I never root for the enemy. That's why I want AEW to." Bro, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Niggas like it's it's a weird out here. Like some of the WWE are never for the end. I want AEW to succeed because I'm like, nigga, how is WWE there? Like they, it, it's so it, it, the the the, the fanboys are so weird. My, um, G. so yeah, uh, just bump AEW in. They pay for TV time and they probably TNT or TBS. So. And they're talking about doing Tuesday or Thursday shows. So I don't know how that's going to work out with basketball when that comes back. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do it because, okay, because they can't go to TNT because that's that's legit. Like, that's their thing. 
Like their a bulk of their money and ratings come from TNT uh, inside the NBA basketball games. So during the off season, I guess they can pop up on TNT, but they'll probably be on TBS during basketball season. But it's like even then, it's like um, if I had to choose, I'm watching basketball, my nigga. <laughs> okay, like that exactly. Is that is there even a god darn like question? I'm I'm going basketball because the NBA is definitely exciting than whatever they're trying to bring. But um, yeah, and then TBS is just gonna be like like people will. I'm pretty sure people who don't care for wrestling will rather watch reruns of Big Bang Theory and American Dad. So mm. I Family Guy still just, pops up on there from time to time. Yeah. Too. Yeah, stuff like that. So it's weird. Um, yeah, but as a guy who don't want to see anybody fail, best of luck. Um, if it do pushes WWE to quote unquote give a better um, what is that called product? Put out better content product. Good. Yeah, more power to the people. Even though Vince Man is making you know a billion dollars off just selling a SmackDown. I mean, giving SmackDown a Fox. So. Or, no, having a Fox is paying Visa Man a billion dollars to do that. But I will say this if one of the cons I listen or Cody Rose or Young Buck or some that that that, that transvestite that's going to be running through the women's division, if y'all listening, stream off Twitch because there will be no excuse. You can still run ads, you can still do a lot of stuff, and then you can get as many viewers as we just streamed off Twitch. You're basically only making money. You're not really spending that much when you're streaming out of Twitch. So exactly. exactly. Um, but who knows? They probably never listen to me anyway. I'm just some guy who you know watch some Twitch channels when I'm not watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like it, to me, it just makes sense. Like TNA is doing. I'm not sure the exact numbers. I could look it up, or you could look it up. But oh, if I had to comment, like. I'm pretty sure Impact TNA, what the hell they call it now, still doing pretty well. But I will also say I respect how they're handling things on social media as a whole. Like every time on my Twitter timeline, like it's TNA is on there. I may watch to see what's going on because that's the only way I really see. Like I may go on Twitch and see like, okay, let's see what's going on in Impact. And I'm probably, they have my attention for at least five, maybe ten minutes, which is cool. Oh. It's cool. So... But it's like I feel like they they're missing out on a de- to create a demographic, which is what I respect TNA what Impact is wrestling currently doing. They're recreating their brand as a whole without forcing TV. Like they realize they don't need TV. Why waste money on TV? You can get the ads on Twitch, get all that money, and still be able to pay your talent regardless. And then if the opportunity does present itself in the future again, then, hey, you can go to a bigger TV station. And I feel like that is this is where AEW is going to hurt itself because you won't be able to pay your talent long term. Because you're already giving a crap ton of money to the Bucks, the Rolls, and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho to be there whenever he feels like it. So, all right. Y'all a tweak, NG. Like, but hey, I don't mess with money. I'm not, that's not my job to do as such. 
I want them to prosper. But just between this TV thing and just in that your supposed main event for your first pay-per-view event, your first live major event as a whole is the one of the founders of the company and his brother main eventing. Seriously? That's that that's hey, that's that gonna happen regardless, bro. Huh? Ugh, that was gonna happen regardless. Of you. I don't know why they just didn't have Kenny versus like somebody like Neville to like you know, exactly. they could just put on a, a quote unquote Dave Meltzer fast star slammer. Exactly. But, yeah. but hey, like they—that's <laughs> what people want to see, I guess. That's what people want to see, I guess. Which is rather unfortunate, but hey. Uh, but let's move on to uh back to the wrestling. Uh, I mean WWE. I mean. Um, so, uh, Superstar Shakeup was this past week. I would say not many, as many big moves as I thought. The most major one, well, the major switches was, uh, AJ going to Raw and Roman being on SmackDown. So, even I, though I kind of want to see Roman and AJ on the same brand, but I don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. I think you want to just go through them all right now so I can say why I think, um, the more important one, so I can say why I think they put Roman on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying say, to find the list. I think I know him by heart. Good, great foot. So I think it's AJ Uso. AJ Uso's. God darn it! Now I, I, I swear to God, I was just looking at it. AJ Uso's EC3. Finally, uh, they broke up. Sandy Eric Young is there. Um. They broke up um, uh, the Chad game on them tag team. All right, here you go. I got it. Uh, there you go. So, uh, Raw, AJ, The Miz, Ricochet, uh, Aleister Black, Eric and Eva- Eric Young. I don't know who the hell is Evar. Andrade, Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, The Usos, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young. Cedric Alexander and Samoa Joe, even though he's not official, but Samoa Joe is going to be on Raw. Yeah. And then SmackDown is Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Elias, Bailey, Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Lars Sullivan, Buddy Murphy, Liv Morgan, which breaks up um, Riot Squad or partially breaks up Riot Squad, Chad Gable, which breaks up uh, Glorious Tag Team, what the hell they were called. Uh, Apollo's Apollo Cruz, Mickey James, some dude uh, Otis and Tucker, which is uh, Heavy Machinery, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So that's all the moves. And mm-hmm. like I would say, like women, like SmackDown is set up to be because like they moved a lot of women's talent to SmackDown, so. It makes me curious on how things is gonna go with that women's division in particular because think about who women, uh SmackDown wise who they have in terms of women's talent. You already have Oscar. I think Charlotte is still there. Um uh, uh, oh, no, no. So with that one well you got Bailey and Bamoon. Nice well Oscar's a tag team now, so you gotta remember that. Oscar's a tag team now, so you got to take her off the the what's gonna call it the fighting for the women's title. 
her and Kylie Shane tag team Paige is the manager. But uh, so Ember Moon, uh, Charlotte, um, Bailey, Liv Morgan, who else? Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, uh, Mickey James, Mickey James. So that you 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 got a really nice roster. It's it's good to be less star studded than star studded. Get you that right now because. You don't want to hear fans' voices of who should be getting pushed and who should not be. Well, uh, I think Charlotte Eva must need a break from the past, the title scene and stuff like that. But, uh, Carmella's still there, right? Yeah, Carmella's still there. Like, they still oh, have a, yeah. like, they have the most, more talented women's division. Like, wow. Oh, no! In terms of, like, all the women on, the, on that side, though. Yeah, you got okay for Raw. They got uh, guest Sasha, Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Naomi. It's pretty much side by side. But if you had to put it on paper, like, gee, it's like in terms of like, I get what you're saying, but it's just like if I had to, if they were to go to war, okay, if they were to do the Survivor Series thing. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, I think uh, uh, Be- I mean Becky Lynch is going to drop the SmackDown belt more uh, mm-hmm. than the uh, she dropped the Raw belt. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like she's going to stick to Raw, and I think Charlotte's going to stick around there on SmackDown uh, whenever she decides mm-hmm. to come back. And we're not talking about uh, little Ronnie, who cares about her. Um, but she's on an impregnation vacation, by the way. Congrats. Um, but in terms of like, if there was a Survivor Series match, I feel like SmackDown would wash. <laughs> Just in terms of like, okay, like who's there presently, and all of that. So that's just how I view it. Like, I, I agree. I totally stand. I agree. So yeah, but yeah. So um, but overall, I feel like Raw has they moved a lot of solid talent to Raw. Like, AJ being there help is, like, a good refresher. Miz belongs on Raw. Samoa Joe belongs on Raw in my book as well. Um, and then Alistair Black and Ricochet adds, like, a... I like, separated them. I wish I they separated them. I, me too. I wish. Yeah. I hope they end this little tag team with them eventually. Just give them, like, a nice, like, subtle, like, breakup where it's just like, okay, we don't need each other type thing. Like, the perfect cool. way to, to make an idea if that was to separate them on a brand split. True. You know? That was the perfect way. I don't know why they stood together because then look at the raw men's division in terms of mid card and upper card. It's deep. that. It's very deep because Braun is still it's, there. It's that. They decided to keep Drew McIntyre on uh, Raw as well. Bro, so, it's stacked to oblivion. What Drew, So, Drew McIntyre probably getting that belt off of stuff, right? So, unless, that, that's your fuel. Unless he wins Money in the Bank. Wait, do they still separate Money in the Bank by brand? Nah, whoever wins that case could pick between you. Damn, I feel like that's a safe way to move him to SmackDown. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know who that is right there. You know, uh, I think Mr. Man need and they they need somebody like him on Raw tower over people other than Braun because Braun is basically a uh, a Teddy Bell with PTSD. So <laughs> I I don't know, bro. Like it seems like Braun about to take that belt off some old Joe. That's looking like the the next few coming up. 
I'm sorry. Um, and <laughs> I don't know who's going to take that U.S. title off of Braun Snowman. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> you gotta have to call Brock Lesnar back to beat that nigga into submission. <laughs> it's, it's that's that crazy, but uh, yeah, Raw Bids division stacks. Yeah, so like just with star power. Even if you want to go, you got people like EC3. You got I don't even know if Dolph Ziggler is still a thing. I think he they let him go on like comedy tours and stuff like that. Yeah, but you got he, people like that. Um. So, who, like, who do you, it's a very deep roster for Raw, and then, like, SmackDown, I feel like they're going to benefit from, like, developing younger talent there as well, like, you still got Randy Orton there, um, who the hell is there, shoot, um, Kevin Owens is with New Day, but that's a, that's going to be a Kevin Owens heel turn waiting to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if they try to make Chad Gable a mid-card guy. Buddy Murphy's going to be the mid-card guy. Maybe Apollo Crews won't be turned to a jobber. Maybe. Apollo Crews can be a jobber, but I don't know. I don't think Apollo Crews is going to take that very too Yeah. Bad. Uh, yeah, like I hope he's. That's what I'm saying. I hope he's not turned to a jobber. So like they 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 can do something with like one thing with SmackDown they have good writers. So like they can make they set things up really well. So especially because I know they're not gonna rush Roman to the title scene if they want to. Yeah, they will. They, they, they want to. They will. Twitter. They hinted on Twitter. Like uh, I think Twitter after the whole. Uh, the guitar thing with Elias. Shout out to Elias, man. I'm back now. Too. Oh, yeah, Elias is there, too. I don't know how I forgot to mention his name. Well, uh, my bad. Uh, Kofi, I think he said, this is my yard now. Kofi did the, the uh, hmm emoji. <laughs> Kofi about to get speared to oblivion. Come summer. <laughs> it, it was fun watching, bro. It was. Especially uh, if Daniel Bryan is like a concussion protocol. Which he is. So pray, pray for Daniel Bryan as well, people. So please pray, pray for Daniel Bryan. I was just becoming even a bigger Daniel Bryan stand. Please pray for Daniel Bryan. Yeah, pray for Daniel Bryan, y'all. So, so yeah, that, that did happen, unfortunately. But, but yeah, like, I feel like it's going to be interesting to see how things play out in the long term. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, like, long term, I feel like it's going to come to – Fill out a little better, especially because you still got like Bray Wyatt. I guess is we don't know what brand he's going to come back to. Um, I feel like SmackDown will be wherever show JoJo's on. Send that man that way. He just comfortable. just put him wherever show JoJo's on, so that way he does his best work. Um, and I, I, I would say it would have to. You need some heels on Raw, but Bray Wyatt is a person would be probably a bet around his. So you probably could get him to take it off of Finn. But I still don't think Finn didn't have the IC title for that long. So they have a stock full of talent, bro. And I don't know how they're going to separate this stuff, dude. Like, real talk, bro. Exactly. They have too much talent. Agreed. And I feel like like they did an okay job with the shakeup. They could have did a lot better. 
But I guess it's going to be another shakeup as the Fox deal, as once the Fox deal starts. I feel like it's going to be another slight shakeup. So yeah, it probably what Fox deal starts when? I either I think October, but I feel like after SummerSlam is going to be a slight. It's going to be another shakeup in a sense of just to put the people like that way Fox so they know who Fox wants on their show mm. and all of that so so once I feel like they have an idea what Fox vision is for what they want for Smackdown they can do a better job with it but also that's why I'm not surprised Roman Reigns is on Smackdown like you want your biggest star there so keep them there and Probably and also give them the John Cena treatment of like, hey, bro, this is your brand. Do what the hell you want and turn them. And don't forget the Undertaker. This is your yard thing. So SmackDown is Roman Reigns' <laughs> yard. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I really have nothing much to say. Like it's they could did a better job, but I feel like it's also going to be some future endeavors happening between now and. Yeah, uh, but think about it. That's already been like people already been either requesting a release. Yeah, or like Luke Harper's going. So shout out to our guy, man. But uh, yeah, I was my man. When I said I think about Roman, so basically, what they they put in Roman Reigns on SmackDown, especially by taking the biggest name off SmackDown off. This is just what I'm thinking by taking the biggest name from SmackDown off, which is AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and moving him over to Raw, keeping him away from Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose was gone. They throwing Roman Reigns to SmackDown for a trial run, and they saying we we're gonna give you this chance to be the face of our company. I don't want to say it's like the last chance, but this is your chance. You don't have people here that can stunt your you know what you call it. I get your, I get what you're the only you, person that's you know, a threat is Finn. And, but you know you keep sending the mid card, well, the off of mid card. You don't, but you don't have people who can, you know, basically say we want him. This is a clean slate, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to to be able to generate, you know, the fans. Is like in, in WWE, you know, they they people like to say all the booking and stuff like that. But still, you get tried booking to make a star out of yourself. Mm-hmm. So. This is gonna. I, I firmly believe in this is gonna be his time to do that, and he's just gonna have to, um, you know, get her done. Yeah. As uh, what's his face to say? I'm sorry, I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna have to take care of that. So, yeah, that's that's personally what I believe that he's gonna do. Yeah, I, agree. I mean that's personally what I believe that what's the What's the goal for Roman Reigns SmackDown? Because in a casual mindset, it seems like yeah, I sit on SmackDown. You need a star, but just like as a person, it's like, but why you just want to send the people from SmackDown? I mean, from Raw, and just keep Roman Reigns because Raw is still going to need a person who is going to be able to make the Raw brand still the A show. Because I don't think I don't think Vince is ever gonna. Yeah, I don't think like that's like Raw is still gonna be the A show. Like that's your that's your company show. That's your staple. Like, like I feel like no matter what, how much money Fox puts into Raw, I mean SmackDown, like Raw is still gonna be Raw. 
Like it's gonna be the A show. It's Ooh. just they SmackDown's gonna become A two, pretty much. Which isn't a bad thing. Like so but yeah, it's just I get where you're coming from and like I'm not mad at it. It's just my concern is who do you let Roman go against? Cause it's like it's not enough heels on SmackDown. Like you just turned Kevin Owens back into a goddamn to, into Captain Mass face, and then they had an opportunity to put Drew on SmackDown. They could have put freaking um, Braun on SmackDown as well, and just turn him heel. Like the fans gave up on Braun, so it was like you don't got to worry about. Based on your theory, you don't have to worry about Braun being big upped again. Um, yeah. The Kofi fire is going to fade eventually. Um, like, like, like I said, the only threat that can literally like hinder is Finn. But at the same time, like, I feel like on SmackDown, like he's going to get his love, but it's going to be like, okay, Daniel Bryan is. We don't know what's to be with him right now, and. Yeah. Like, Jeff Hardy's another fair drug test away. Like, it's not enough people, if that makes sense. Like, the gift to Roman to fight. Unless you're about to build up Blar Sullivan to, to the status that I feel like that they plan on doing before he disappears. I meant, I don't, look, bro, I'm sorry, D. I don't want Blar Sullivan. Like, he's not over even on a heel standpoint. I know. So... What's the point of folks, dude? Oh, like, they should, I honestly they shouldn't release him. And I, mm. like I'm saying again, unless your name is Dale Davis, I hope you don't lose your bag. But still, like, there's literally it, it, they have too much talent, mm. and they still about to bring undisputed era up in no time soon. Then as soon as Tommaso Ciampa get back, he's gonna come and. They're going to have to literally cut off a lot of people that people might be sad about, bro. So, it's crazy, dude. It honestly is. Yeah, they have to figure it out, but... Look, they have to figure it out because this is literally the most talent they ever... Like, in terms of, like, good talent from, like... Even your jobbers are talented. Yeah. So, it's like... Like, people like Apollo Crews can... Do they thing? Exactly. Like, Titus O'Neil isn't really a horrible good. guy. Like Titus O'Neil isn't horrible in ring. Like it's Titus O'Neil. But mm. like your worst, like who you would deem as your jobbers can carry mm. their own if they need be, and then even like your your top guys are top guys for a reason. So like it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. And we'll just see where this goes at the end of it. So I'm really interested to see what they do with everything at this point. So, oh yeah. So that's just an episode on that note. Um, appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, uh, make sure you follow the SoundCloud page at No Chill Media. Follow the Facebook page at No Chill Media for all uh, updates on podcasts, releases, and stuff like that. Expect more content on that Facebook page as well. Make sure you follow our Twitter page, which is really, really getting more active uh, since the playoffs have started. Um, for all our tweets, hot takes in regards to what's going on daily in the NBA. Uh, what was I about to say? So you yeah, follow that at uh, threes from the ring, three S from the ring. 
And I feel like that is it. This is your boy, Chris J. Peace. Peace out. We just say.